Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the 2021 Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award, and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddow, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award long listees. I've said that about 10 times already, and uh, I'm st- get to the point where I'm still stumbling over a word or two. Produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar, a lovely drop. Today, I'm joined by fiction editor turned author Lucy Foley. Hello, welcome to you. Hi. Hi, Joe. So lovely to see you um, all the way over there in Belgium. Yeah. Doesn't feel like we're that far apart, but, you know, we're no. just next to each other on the screen. <laughs> but <laughs> How are you? How's the last 12 months been? Have you been writing? Have you been reading? How, how are things? I mean, it's been a bit of a wild ride because I think this time last year I was pregnant. Um, I've since got, uh, well, I've got a six month old now. uh, And I am, as of kind of February, uh, back at my desk writing the next book, which is exciting. Wow. Excellent. Gosh, what a, what a year to be pregnant and have a baby. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think in a funny way, we're sort of lucky because it's such a kind of mad whirlwind having a baby anyway that you just sort of don't really notice that much of the outside world and kind of in a bubble anyway so we're sort of in our own bubble while everyone else was having sort of bubble so yeah it's a good distraction I guess (laughs) yeah I suppose so and you know I I imagine when you when you have a newborn you spend quite a lot of the time indoors anyway right so you know yeah I mean sort of trying to leave it's this sort of um you know Sisyphean task where you think you're just about to leave the house and then there's another dirty nappy and you have to yeah, kind of yeah. go back to, back to the start again oh dear well it's great news that you're going back to your desk or have started going back so we're excited for for what might be coming next and congratulations on being long-listed um the book that we're talking about is The Guest List this is your second novel and for this story, you you take us to a very remote island off the coast of Ireland. Yeah. Could you just set the scene for us here for this novel, for those that haven't read it yet? Sure. So, um, yes, as you say, it's set on an island off the coast of Ireland. It's quite hard to say. Um, and it's a very glamorous wedding. So Jules and Will are the kind of perfect golden couple. Um, and they've planned their sort of wedding weekend to a tee. Um The only problem is some of their guests um, have ulterior motives and have brought with them kind of buried secrets and resentments. And really, the tension starts to build from the kind of rehearsal dinner the night before the wedding onwards. Um, So throughout the wedding day, you've got this sense of kind of things bubbling up uh, to the extent that just after the wedding cake has been cut, a broken body is found uh, in the darkness outside the wedding tent. Who done it? 
<laughs> who'd done it indeed. I started by thinking, oh, this wedding sounds amazing. I'd love to go to something like this. And very quickly thought, no. <laughs> Actually, I'm all right without all this opulence. And, and yeah. No, do you know, that was, that was kind of something I was sort of really trying to do because in a way I wanted it to be weirdly escapist. And I wanted... The, the island to feel like somewhere that someone might genuinely want to have this sort of glamorous wedding. Um, so it's very kind of beautiful, but at the same time, it's sort of nature red in tooth and claw. Like it's a very wild place. And then you've got, um, yeah, all these buried secrets and resentments and yeah. everyone's trapped. <laughs> <laughs> and your, your settings are inspired by places that you've been to. Um, so was, was it an island off of Ireland that inspired this setting or, or an island somewhere else? No, it really was. Um, actually, funny enough, though, the the idea for the book came before the setting, which is unusual for me. Normally, it kind of grows out of a place. But I was sort of searching for the right island. I knew I wanted to set a wedding on an island. Um, and I originally had a plan um, to set it on a Greek island. Um, but I was sort of chatting to my editor about this and I was like something's not quite gelling you know even though it sounds like I'm gonna go on this great research trip yeah. you know what's not to love <laughs> and she was like well you know wedding Greek island it's feeling like a little bit mamma mia um, <laughs> so, so then I was sort of thinking where I need somewhere really kind of wild um, and, and remote and it was funny it kind of happened by chance uh, my husband and I happened to be going to Connemara for our wedding anniversary and we took a ferry um, to Inishbofin which is one of the islands um, off, off the coast there and it was sort of uh, probably from the moment of uh, setting foot on this ferry onwards I was like this is perfect because the journey um, across to the island is really choppy and hair raising and then the island itself you've got this kind of constant wind uh, coming off the Atlantic um, and this real sense of remoteness and this sense that there's nothing between you when you're looking west nothing between you and the coast of America and there's something very sort of slightly spooky about that um, so it was just perfect. Yeah I love that I always love that thought you know, not not just there in the west of Ireland, but like anywhere that has, you know, where you look out and you think, well, actually, the next thing you'd touch or see if yeah. you went that way is, you know, America. It's a long or whatever it is. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your debut novel, The Hunting Party, was set in Hunting Lodge, where a group of old friends gathered. And I just wondered what it was about the whodunit genre that you love so much, you know, and why you want... Why, why are you sort of drawn to these groups of people in a, in a, in a space or an isolated place? Oh, gosh, uh, really interesting question. So first of all, the whodunit genre. I mean, I've read Agatha Christie since I was a child. Um, I think I first came across them, yeah, when I was about probably far too young, about 10 yeah. years old. And I loved them at that stage, um, just on the pure kind of puzzle solving level, you know, because they're such fun for that. Um, I think then reading them as an adult, you kind of see all the layers in there and you see kind of all the darkness um, that, that I probably didn't notice was there before. Um, and, you know, I think for a long time I'd had in my head that it was something I wanted to try as a writer to kind of write a modern take on the classic uh, Agatha Christie-esque whodunit. Um, and then having all these people gather together in one place, I mean, I just think 
it's it's sort of the perfect pressure cooker situation really um you put them all together um in both books actually these groups of um rather entitled people who are kind of used to their creature comforts um and you surround them with kind of nature um you put them somewhere they actually begin to feel quite uncomfortable and they can't control their environment um and they're they're also sort of forced in the middle of this isolation to kind of look rather too closely at one another and at themselves um and that's very uncomfortable (laughs) yes it is (laughs) um how did you feel when you heard that you'd be long listed then for the biggest award in crime fiction oh my goodness i mean it was such a such a thrill it kind of doesn't quite feel real because it feels like not that long ago that I was sort of turning up at Harrogate, um, you know, not not feeling like a real crime writer because I'd written The Hunting Party, but it wasn't out. You know, it was still, it, it needed a lot of work. Um, and, you know, was sort of trying to kind of go up to these groups of crime writers and sort of insert myself in, and say, hey, this is me, and have a conversation. <laughs> Everyone was so welcoming. Um, but you know, it was kind of full of those kind of names that I'd admired for so long. So, so to be mm. on this long list is just incredible. Yeah. And we obviously couldn't go last year to Harrogate. And so I'm asking everyone on the long list um, what, what they've missed most and what they're looking forward to the most when we are all, all back together at the festival. I mean, I should probably say the events and obviously the events are <laughs> incredible, but I think, I don't know how many people have said this, but I think it's the drinks in the bar in the tent a lot of people have said this lucy a lot of people have said this i mean i think that to be fair that's that's probably the thing i've missed most in general is just like it's just having a chat with people and a hug and a nice drink and a (laughs) yeah a long natter um i already said that didn't i but but you know it's just such a wonderful buzz i think and and what's so great is it's full of you know the best names in the business um but also readers, publishers. So there's just like a wonderful kind of really exciting melting pot going on there. Mm. And, and the thing is, I think we're all crime fiction fans, whether we're writers or readers. So there's a kind of lovely yeah, synchronicity and buzz there. And for those crime fiction fans and indeed crime fiction authors who are crime fiction fans, what a list of 18 books, one of which is yours, you know, to, to pick from. If, if if ever you're sort of in need of, oh, what shall I read next? You know, the least <laughs> this whole peculiar crime novel of the year award is a pretty good place to start, isn't it? <laughs> totally, totally. And and I think for me, to be honest, um, the prize is just being on a list with those names. It's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we wish you the best of luck with it and thank you for joining us today. Um, and remember, of course, all of our long list of books are available to buy from WH Smith. And if you've already read Lucy's book and you know that you want it to be the winner, well, head over to harrogatethinkstoncrimeaward.com where you can cast your vote. Uh, Lucy, what a pleasure. Um, I hope that we can see each other in person very soon when you're back over here and uh, maybe it'll be in a bar at Harrogate. Drinks in the bar tent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.